Welcome to episode 12 of What We Ate. Highly delicious. I'm your host, Damien, joined by my co-host... Hey, y'all. I'm Gabrielle. And we totally did not forget to do our intro this time. (laughs) Gold star. (laughs) Yep. And uh, the reason why this is called Highly Delicious is because... Monday was 420, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have some goodies uh, planned for this episode. Some edible goodies, if you will. Mm -hmm. But um, that comes later. Let's get into what everybody comes here for, and that is COVID-19 update. Oh, yeah. Your uh, number one source. Your number one source for COVID information Several days after that information <laughs> is relevant, viable yeah. and relevant. <laughs> All so right. So what do we got? Let's jump into it. Uh, wow. Okay. So as of Wednesday, April the 22nd, mm-hmm. the U.S. is fuck. Uh, we are not too far from 900. We're close to a million. Wow. We're like 857. Confirmed. Confirmed. You know, I have some feelings about that confirmed. Yeah, so like about 150 cases. Away from a million. Away from a million. Wow. We're we're getting really, really close. Within the next couple of days, we should hit the million mark, I suspect. I would think so. Yeah. Within the next week, for sure. Uh, Yeah. Um, so, what are we getting? About 30,000 a day still of confirmed cases? Um, I don't know if this is a glitch in the matrix or what, but they're saying uh, uh, new cases for today is about 2,800. I don't think 28,000. No, 2,800. Yeah, that's a glitch. Yeah, so... Because I was looking at the number earlier. Where's this 28? No, it's right there. 29,587. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. So that's closer to about the 30,000 mark, which it's kind of seeming like it's like plateauing around there for new cases each day. Oh, oh we, we got the uh, thing pollution again, so... Um, when you got a lot of... When you uh, make uh, many delicious meals, many, many dishes, there are. Indeed. That sounded like Yoda or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, remember that Mandalorian trailer thing? That was like a troll. Oh my god, I totally bought it hook, line, and sinker. You were so into it. I was like, oh my god. And then then I saw the teenage Yoda, baby Yoda, and I was like, no. I was like, they wouldn't ruin his character like that. Yeah. So, they got me. And I was like, really? Why would, like, Disney... I mean, I know they're, like, really good at marketing. And, of course, they would, like, you know, target some of their demographic. But I doubt that they would do something like that in 420. Yeah. It doesn't really seem like... Although, um, you know, 420 is also Hitler's birthday. And supposedly Walt was kind of a Nazi sympathizer. Squirt, there it squirt, is. Squirt, there it is. But um, we won't get into that because this isn't a history podcast and I might be talking out of my ass. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that whole Hitler's birthday is 420 is a really 
an urban myth. I don't, really? I don't know what the uh, I mean historical. Yeah, right. I'm not a <laughs> historian, so I'm pretty sure I'm not it's gonna legit. Comment on that. I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, it smells like bullshit to me. I could be wrong. I mean, it was his birthday before it was 420, like weed, probably. Before it was like associated with smoking weed all day. Smoke weed all day. Um. No comment. No comment. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, um, so there's like mad protests right now and everything. Yeah. Um, People are demanding. Well, you know where the protest is. Uh, just listen to an NPR podcast about where. Who's organizing the protest? And it, yeah. uh, it's definitely not a surprise, uh, you know, people that have interest in re-stimulating the economy because, yeah. you know, they're not making any money because we're not buying anything. Um, right. And, you know, we're, it just goes to show you, without us, they would be nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it has ties to DeVos... Um, oh, of course. Yeah, it has ties to her family of and their money course. and their interest. So, I also yeah. read something today that, like, if they open businesses, then small business owners who still don't want to put their employees' health at risk oh, yeah. would be liable for paying them. Otherwise, they would have to lay them off and then be on um, pay their unemployment out of their pocket. And not only that, but since they're, they have the full capacity to be open and operational, that the, um, their landlords can, you know, enforce payments, otherwise evict them. So really it's a whole shift off of the government's teat to, uh, just get these business owners fucked over without being able to point their finger at the government. And ask them for more money, which is fucking bullshit considering what they did for the large banks and all these fucking companies that are too big to fail and then they bail them out every 10 years, it seems. Too big, my ass, you know, like they only have issues with welfare when it goes to the poor and needy. They right. have no problem with welfare giving to the 1%. Um, and the millionaire class. Yeah. Which is fucking... It's, it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit, yeah. And I mean, major tax breaks are a form of welfare technically. Yes, when the rest absolutely. of us are forced to yeah, pick up the Yeah, fucking California, you know what our tax rate is? Like over 10%. Yeah. Some parts of California like are like 10.25%. 10. 5, right? Yeah. Fucking crazy. It's we, we, wild, we, man. Yeah, I recently bought something... For a different state, and their tax rate, I think, was like two or three percent. I was shocked. I'm like, what the fuck? I I didn't realize that we're just we yeah. pay so much more, you know, than um, everybody else. There's no sales tax in like Delaware. That's what I, that's I I can't even like get zero. My mind you go to the that. store, you, you buy, just pay, you just pay what it's, it's two ninety nine. You pay two ninety nine. Give them, yeah, they'll give you the penny back if you give them three bucks. Yeah, you always got to do math whenever you buy something here. You're like, okay, ten point two five percent of this. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it's really crazy, man. Yeah. I just and you know these people. 
that are protesting, they're not... It's just... I feel like a lot of them are misguided. A lot of them are just looking for any reason to lash out at the government. Which is weird, because they're in support of the current POTUS, most of them. And yet they're protesting the government that's their, like, guy well, no, in the, power. you know, uh, number 45, <laughs> he wants to reopen. You know? Yeah. All, all the business guys want to reopen everything at the life expense of, you know, the working class. Yeah. We're the, you know, the working class are the ones who are having to go back to work. Yeah. At the front lines being exposed. And let's be honest, it's, you know, minorities. Yeah. I mean, the people who are making the real money in this country, they're not, I mean, they might have an office, but that's really just to cheat on their wives and fucking drink fucking booze with other top level executives and stuff like that. Doing coke off of hookers' tits. (laughs) I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, you know, I go mean, who right am I ahead. to say? I mean, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> just, just saying. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I'm t- I mean, I'm a little jealous of everything, yeah, you know, really, that they I do, just... I guess. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those people, they want us to go back to work. They're not like, oh, we need to go back to work. But I do, I do feel for the small business owner that feels oh, trapped absolutely. right now. Yeah. But... If all your employees are dead because you killed them, how much more is that going to weigh on you than suspending services for another couple months? And it's going, and they're really, they're projecting a big, like, uptick in cases, like, a little bit later in the year because of the reopenings. I saw a graph today that was, like, it showed, like, the curvature of of the infection rate and then, like, when we start making you know social distancing orders and stuff and that starts to flatten out a little bit and then it starts then it peaks and then it's like right here's like a warning like you know you got to keep with it otherwise if you if you think that now that we're making a dent in it that if we just go back to normal that dent's going to stay in a downtrend then you're sadly mistaken once everything starts going back to normal you could very easily do that too early, and then what you see there is a, another big outbreak of cases. And, like, a lot of these places that are reopening, they haven't even seen their maximum, like, outbreak level yet. You know, I, like I do Florida. agree that, you know, there's a reason why we have states' rights. Yeah. And the issues states facing rights. California are different issues facing Kansas. Well, yeah, and I, I'm I'm for that too. Like, I think states, I think the government should be more limited, and then states, they could kind of decide. And then if you don't want to live there because Ooh, yeah. of their, you the know, state. politics or their, you know, ideas, then like move the hell somewhere else. Which I think is why California. I think is that's so crowded. fair. Yeah, that's why California is so crowded because yeah. it's chill here. Yeah, because all the liberals. You, there's nice the, weather. You know, in the Bible Belt. But you gotta pay all them taxes. That's Come the only here. thing. Yeah, motherfuckers. You want to yeah. live in paradise? You gotta pay for and it. And then they don't last, and then they go move to the Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Still with that high tax rate. <laughs> Zinga. Yeah, but um, and if you guys, if anybody listening is from the Inland Empire, I jest. I feel sorry for you. I uh, sincerely, you know, feel for your pain. I got 99 problems and uh, living in the Inland Empire is not one. 
You know, you could, you know, we would drive to Vegas, right? We drive up the 15, mm-hmm. and you could smell the cow shit in mm-hmm. the air to tell you you're getting close to home. Yeah. Yeah, you can smell the eye. Yeah. Well, you know, some farmy smells, you know, every once in a while. Which, you know, can... thank you. I appreciate yeah. all the people who work on these farms and make oh, you know, yeah. my um, my lifestyle possible. Yeah, everybody's lifestyle possible. Farmers are right. very important in this yeah. country. And that's why they are beneficiaries of some of the largest welfare like programs it. in this you country. Know, I mean, it's necessary <laughs> to take care of, you know, the people who make things run it. But with this whole crisis, now we know who really makes shit run. Yeah. You know, and we are not taking care of them. And that's a no. shame. That is a fucking shame. Farmers are screwed, too, because they don't have people to pick their their produce. I mean, some of them have, like, big machines and stuff yeah, that can do it, the, like you know, carrot farmers and right. whatnot. A lot of it's but, automated, oh, which is A lot of it is automated. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, you might be able to Just get a lot of work complex. done without, like, close contact, too. But, you know, there's surpluses of everything, and business is bad for everybody, so they're, you know, they're SOL as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, I've said this a few times, but I'm just hoping that we come out of this in a a whole new world where everybody just kind of, like, has their priorities straight. I don't think that's going to happen based on the behavior that I've been seeing in the news, but there's always those folks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes it's... I think I've realized it's not necessarily the majority that wins, but sometimes it's the minority with the loudest soup yeah, box. It's very true. Um, you know, it's not like... We're going out to protest to say, no, stay closed. Or, yeah. Because, we're you know, we're going to sit our ass home until this shit is right it out. Right. Um, but then again, you know, like, how long are we going to stay inside, though? You know, like, realistically. As long as it takes, you know. You know, I may not agree with the people protesting, but I support. I mean, it's their right. It's their American... But, like, standing out there with a side that's like, I want a haircut. Like, that's just stupid. It just makes you look stupid. Yes, but it also proves, you know, who... Yeah, they're protesting, but it's not their lives necessarily in danger. You know? Some of them may work in the front line. It kind of is. And I I saw, like, I think some governor or something said... Oh, well, if you want to work so bad, take a job that's an essential job. That's you know? interesting. Like, one of my uh, one of my Instagram friends, Lauren Petrie, she actually has a really great uh, conspiracy podcast, Electric Kool-Aid. Shout out. Um, she She's a comedian, and um, for work right now, she took a job in a morgue. Whoa. Yeah. And they're like, they're getting a bunch of bodies in that oh need to be God. processed and everything. That is cool. That's hardcore of her, And you know? horrifying at the same time. And, you know, she was one of the ones that, like, you know, I I, I tend to dabble in conspiracy. I know you like them, too, sometimes. Oh, yeah, we're fringe. You for know? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I do Sometimes not I just everything like, I'm told. Right. And I don't believe every conspiracy that comes my way either, but yeah. I like entertaining them. Well, um, you know. For some of, sometimes. Government's not But um, her podcast was one of the first conspiracy podcasts that I, was, that I heard. And granted, they are based in New York, so they saw, like, the real brunt of it in the beginning. Um, they were, they were really realistic about it. They were like, guys, like, I know you're going to hear a lot of crazy stuff about this. But, you know, you got to, you know, respect what they're trying to do here to mitigate the infection rate. And, like, you know, it's this shit's real whether or not you think it's a government conspiracy or not. It's an actual thing that's killing people right now. And you need to, like, respect that in other people's space. But then then they were like, okay, now let's, what have you heard that's, like, the craziest, like, conspiracy about it? So shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of essential jobs out there that you could get. Like, I've seen people left and right signing up as Instacart shoppers and stuff. And oh, I'm just glad that we're uh, in a position where I don't have to do something like that. Or you, for that matter. Yeah, I tried, um, oh. I think, between jobs, you know. Yeah. I've always been kind of a... I don't know, a bit of a drifter. Uh, for a little bit, I uh, was driving for one of those mm-hmm. asshole fucking <laughs> companies. And uh, I think it was uh, Lyft, I think I decided to go with. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hated it so much. I mean, they got to be doing bad right now, oh, too. Oh, man. And, you know, I just feel, I just feel for, I just feel for everyone out there. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And I hope if you're listening, you're okay. And if you're at the front lines, you know, I appreciate you. You may not Very have much. heard it today or even yesterday, but I want you to hear right now. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you putting yourself out there. You're a badass. And you deserve more than what you're getting right now. Yeah. And, and I um, hope there's a lot more, you And know, I'm voting in your favor. Raises in the... Because talk is cheap, you. but actions speak louder than words. And right. The boldest action I think you can take is voting for representatives who align... Have your best interest in, yeah. in heart, yeah. Who align with uh, our interest. Yeah. And I mean, there there's people out unionize. there that are deemed essential workers that are making minimum wage. And that's really sad fucking to me. Bullshit. You're putting that your life in danger bullshit. for minimum wage? Yeah, I mean, some people don't have a choice, babe. No hazard pay? It's fucking bullshit. No hazard pay, no nothing. And, you know, those are those are even more hardcore that, that troopers. That, yeah. If that's you, man. Yeah. You're, you're a fucking Put on your resume that you were an hero. essential worker and bore the front lines, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be like, I made it through the coronavirus. If you are, like, I'd buy you being a drink. a badass. I'd right, I'd yeah. Buy you a fucking beer. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's enough political talk up top in COVID chat. Yeah, gosh, we're such downers. We are, right? But, you know. The truth is uh, hard to swallow. It is. You know? It's hard to swallow. You're not popular when you speak truth. It's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Goes to show you uh, what happened with Bernie, I guess. 
man. Speaks the Bernie truth, and robbed. people call him crazy Bernie again. Was yeah, and now we have this Jamoke. I mean, I'm gonna vote for Biden. It's eleven o'clock. It's eleven o'clock. Gonna vote for Biden, but uh, it's just like last time. I'm gonna have to swallow my pride and, you know. Vote for somebody that I'm not 100% behind just because it's better than the alternative, well, in my it. opinion. <laughs> I don't know. You it's, know? You know, it's complicated. It's like they don't want us to have the candidate that the people want. Of course. It's, yeah, the DNC is a joke. I mean, I'm, I'm know, a registered Democrat. I'm liberal. Yeah. I lean a little bit libertarian, but on the liberal side of things. Yeah. But the DNC is a joke right now. And it, it really pains me to say that because, you know, I always, you know, thought that, you know, before I really saw behind the curtain, so to speak, I always thought that they were the good guys. And um, the last two election cycles have taught me otherwise. No? I don't think, I don't think, you know. Maybe I you're think a little it, more mm, woke than me. Well, <laughs> I just have never, I really... I, I don't like the idea of thinking of things in black and white. Like, right. one is good, one is bad, one is evil, one is just... Like, to me, that is such a silly way to think about life. It's true. Because things are way too complicated. And you know what? That's and how our political system is designed. <laughs> our political system is designed to polarize people and make them see black and white... So they vote all one way. And that's stupid. And and if you break the mold, like you can't you can't vote in another party's primary if you so choose, if you're not that if you're smart you, you would know. change your preference before the election. Yes. Because. But you might still want other people in that party for other positions. You know what I mean? And then your votes are not as you know, valid or whatever. I think. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> I at think you so. Like, what are you <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's that. Let's let's fucking get to the food. Okay. Yeah. Enough of this bullshit. Enough of this. You guys are tired of hearing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. We're you know uh, beating a. <laughs> oh. Hmm? I was gonna say beating a dead horse, but I was like, that sounds. Why? Why would I? Why? Why, why would somebody beat a dead horse? Why would you beat a dead horse? Where did this come from? I'm just not going to say it anymore. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why that came out. Anyway. No idea. Okay. Anywho. Anywho, let's get to the food. Friday. Alright then. So, we um, had a little bit of the Wagyu left. So we wanted to do something special with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had just received in the mail mm. a very little spe- special little package. Oh, yeah. Really Aji Amarillo. Now, what's Aji Amarillo exactly? Aji Amarillo is a chili popular in Peru. Mm-hmm. It is a yellow, amarillo is yellow, it's a yellow But it's not chili the same pepper. as the chilies we eat those kind of, right? You know, there's so many fucking different varieties of chilies. Yeah. I, yeah, know, really. I there's mean, a lot. 
There's a lot of chilies. From all over the world. All over. Um, especially in Latin America. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, I've heard it compared to, I've heard, you know, different Peruvian, uh, like, cooks, you know, that mm-hmm. I follow have likened it to, oh. Splooshing and splashing. Have likened it to the ketchup of Peru. Hmm. Um, so they put that shit on everything. It's spicy, man. Oh, it's spicy. It's so good, though. It really is. I know. It's so good. It had me singing. Oh, he... Amorio. <laughs> How was that? That was excellent. Guys, I'm a classically trained opera singer. <laughs> Just saying. J.S. I think you could definitely be a, a singer in a band. I think you Definitely have a, not. I got the hair for it, man. <laughs> and, uh, hmm? The general punk rock attitude. <laughs> Yeah, man. You have enough black in your wardrobe. I do definitely have enough of black in my wardrobe. David only wears black. And pretty much, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I'm a goth like kid at heart. Goth, goth. I'm like a metalhead goth kind of guy. <laughs> you know, no guy liner, painted nails, but you know, yeah, only on. Halloween. I'm into the macabre. You know, I like metal and industrial mm-hmm. and shit. And like new wave and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how I am. Um, but we made lomo saltado. I don't think I said that yet, right? No, not yet. <laughs> lomo saltado. Lomo saltado is so good. It is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite dishes. Really? Yeah. I love it. I mean, what's not to love? It's like steak, fries, and onions and tomatoes. That's really <laughs> With good. With some bomb sauce on it. The sauce is really nice. The flavor profile. Yeah. And um, we didn't have regular tomatoes, so we used cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Which I thought was even better than how I've had it before. Sploosh. <laughs> this one's another mess, guys. We also have the door open. I have to, like, scream over the motorcycles. <laughs> now there's a the car, car alarm. alarm. <laughs> oh, my God. I have the door open because it's a hot night. Oh, my God. It's so and hot. Yeah, it's so hot. I almost put the fan on, so oh, you're lucky that we didn't louder. do that. Yeah, so now we're just suffering here, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um, to do this. Yeah. Jeez, is that two car alarms? Two car oh alarms. My God. What, what's man. next? Fuck. Oh, they turned it off. Okay, good. Thank you very much, whoever that was. Um, and you fried the fries in the air fryer. Yeah. We've been getting a little use out of that air fryer lately. Oh, I love the air fryer. Especially now yeah. that it's going to get hot, we're going to for sure use it oh, a lot yeah. more often. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, another thing we can make with Ahi Amarillo, which I intend to try to make in the future... Is uh, some Juan Caina sauce. Oh, that's amazing. I think I'm going to try to make it. I think I saw some recipes and they pretty much all just have the peppers in them. They don't say to use the ahi amarillo paste. I've but I think that. we could I've do it. That, yeah? Yeah, for sure. It says, I didn't know how much cheese was in there. I thought it was like 
because the the texture kind of made me think that it had like egg yolk in it or something but it's it doesn't seem like that at all it's like pretty much a pepper cheese sauce yeah it's just like a spicy <laughs> it's like gesso it's like peruvian yeah. gesso yeah so i think i'm gonna try to make that so if i do it'll probably be on the next episode um unless i make it later this weekend or you know we'll see uh i think that about does it for friday really right yeah, so we, we popped the Wagyu on top of that, um, and it was a maze. It was damn good. It was... The the Wagyu, like... Mm. I can't say enough good things about that. If you guys like steak... Well, you, I think most important is you have to like fat. <laughs> well, you have to like fat, but you, even the meat part of it's good. Because well, it's like fatty. it's fatty, but the fat renders off mostly in the meat, and that's what makes it delicious. That's what tenderizes it and makes it amazing. Because each like the muscles are like encased in a web of fat. Oh. Um, I mean, some of those like super high grade Kobe beefs and stuff just look like a big hunk of fat with like some little pink in it. It's that's crazy. My I got we gotta we gotta move our way up to that sometime. Oh, yeah. I wonder how much, like, just a little cube of that is. A lot. Like, as much as our big steak or more. <laughs> Probably more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been tempted to splurge, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm too frugal. But we got some good starter high-end steak. Yeah. For sure. And I, I think if, if you guys like steak and you have some extra money to burn at some point or it's a special occasion... Splurge for like, uh, what's it? Snake River Farms. Mm -hmm. They have a great selection, and you will not be disappointed. It was to die for, and we got a lot of uses out of it. We got like three meals out of like a hundred and ten dollars steak or so. Mm -hmm. That's not too bad. If you went out to dinner and got that quality of beef for two plates, and like you know, it, it, you know, it's uh, it isn't too bad that's not so bad uh, so yes let's go on to Saturday sure so Saturday what did we have oh yeah you made one of my absolute favorite soups that you introduced me to oh yeah it was a, it was a cooler day um I made albondigas oh yeah um, albondigas is a Mexican oh, yeah. style uh, meatball soup. Ay, Dios mio. <laughs> um, and I guess one of the iconic, I guess, um, well, not I, I don't know. Not every albondiga recipe has it, but mm-hmm. a, a majority of them have rice in the meatball. I love that. Uh, which makes it really kind of light and fluffy. Yeah, it's and it. I don't it's know. Does it satisfying. bind it? Does the um, no idea. Does the, the rice starch? starch like yeah something? But those meatballs were 
to die for. And I, um, I did. I made the meatballs, right? Didn't I? Or yeah, I at you least them. I at least formed them and seared them. Uh, we don't always sear them when we make up Gus. I've never seared Oh, them. you've never seared I've them? I've never done that. Well, I decided we were going to, like, brown them, kind of, which kind of turned into searing them. Uh-huh. I just kind of seared them quickly on, like, two sides, top, bottom. And what has happened occasionally in the past is that the rice will puff up in the meatballs and explode them a little bit. I think because you just put too much rice. <laughs> That's very possible. Um, yeah, it's a, you're only supposed to put a little bit. We put like three tablespoons or something in a pound of beef. Yeah. Well, was it like three tablespoons? I think something I'm remembering like that. that. Yeah. And I seared them off. Um, the rice was uncooked when I seared them. And um, you just pop them in the boiling stew afterwards and... Sploosh. And there's also <laughs> vegetable, so it's like a meatball yes. veggie soup. Yeah. Um, what did we have in there vegetable-wise? We had... Uh, grilled onions, grilled mm-hmm. tomato. I grilled onions in the tomatoes with the garlic mm. first. And... Uh, Excellent base, by the way, babe. Yeah, especially in a soup, it's really nice. Yeah. And then I add the uh, water in the broth mm-hmm. or the consomme. Okay. And then I add, uh, I believe I added the veggies first, which is um, usually, I mean, just because this is just what we had on hand. Yeah. So all we had were carrots and potatoes. Mm-hmm. But usually we would add like squash and. Yeah. Um, like, um, what's that? What's that one fruit? Yuka? No, not yuka. I'm getting a ch. What's that thing called that looks like a squash, but it has like a pit in the middle of it? Chayote? Chayote, yes. Chayote, we put that in there. So I think we've even had like corn on the cob yeah. in there. Um, I mean, just throw them whenever you got. Yeah. Another thing we do, which is kind of like, it's a weird like, it's like an Eastern European slash albondigas version that we do, oh, which is we add cabbage to it. Yeah, it's like bolondiliai. I don't even know how Which to actually is, uh, say it. Pigeon. pigeon bolondiliai. Is it pigeon? It's meat? pigeon. No, it's not pigeon meat. It's. Um, bolondiliai. Yeah, it's I Lithuanian. I know Polish also has that. Yeah. Uh, very similar. Like almost all Eastern Pigeons European have like. Pigeon. No. Something pigeon. like that. Pigeon coop? Pigeon. Well, it's basically... Pigeon cabbage. Oh, I forget what it's called. It but... is... Okay, comrade. It is pigeon cabbage. It is very good. No, I'm kidding. It is very good. It's, <laughs> it's super good. It's it's basically like, you know, ground beef or ground meat uh, wrapped in cabbage leaves mm-hmm. and then boiled or stewed in a tomato-based sauce. But isn't it also... Doesn't it also have rice in the meat? Like the albondigas? I don't I think so. That. The one I think the Polish one does, at least. I don't recall that. Yeah. It's I, a, I mean, I haven't made it in so long. Oh, here comes a chopper. Uh, all the time. Oh, man. Every hour. You guys should hour. see our setup. We got some soundproofing by way of stacked toilet paper. The COVID style. Yeah, COVID, COVID uh, soundproofing. 
Yeah, I knew all this toilet paper would come in handy for something, and that is soundproofing. Um, at least we, we try to make it a, like a directional kind of thing, at least. We're winging this. We're winging it, and now the helicopter seems to be encircling. Wonderful. With an uh, ambulance in the distance. Yeah, but I think it gives our podcast a little <laughs> charm, doesn't it? Inner city feels. Yeah. We had an earthquake yesterday. Oh my god, that was scary. Corona quake! That was frightening. It was yeah. like a serious, violent jolt. And I was in the kitchen. Yeah, and I, I we were oh about to god. watch something. And I as I pressed play, there was just like everything started shaking. And I was like... Whoa, this is like 4D status or yeah. something. <laughs> I was like, it kind of freaked me out for a second. I was like, quake. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Scary. We took our bottles down off the shelf in case they Yeah, fall. I mean, <laughs> living in California with the constant fear of earthquakes is why I don't sleep with anything above my head. Yeah. You know? like, Otherwise, we'd have a nice... Art I would have art frames all over my bedroom, but fuck that. I think that. at the foot of the bed we could get away with it. Fuck that. I'm with not trying to have some glass thing? or something, or just something We could use an acrylic... Uh, it still hurts. Part. It kind of. I mean, if you get a light frame. Uh, I'm going to go hard now. <laughs> hard now. Oh my god. We could really anchor it in the wall, though. <laughs> um, oh no. You're all the art I need to see when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> darling. <laughs> You're the only piece of art I need to Aww. see. Yeah. So, did we do anything else other than the Abondigas? Not really, Saturday. That was kind of the, the star of the show. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Alright. Okay, so, Sunday... Uh, for lunch, I made some more of those little focaccia fingers with the rest of the focaccia bread. And um, I think they used up the last of that cheddar as well. So going forward, I'm going to have to use a different one. Um, but yeah, same. It, it's They're just like little uh, kind of grilled cheeses, I guess you could call them. Except they're in the toaster oven. They're good. I, they're I, bomb. Yeah. Yeah. With or without dipping sauce, they're bomb. Um, and I'm going to continue making them as long as we have focaccia. <laughs> um, Please do. And actually... Okay, confession, guys. I made Huancaina sauce, okay? I did. So I'm going to not talk any more about that this episode but um let's just say that the focaccia fingers and that are like a little bit of a hint as to something awesome that i did recently uh which is going to be on the next podcast but um sunday dinner came around and we had a delicious salmon dinner it was pretty uh clean eating i would say um, we did skin side down in a hot skillet or hot pan. We don't have, have a skillet, really, do we? Is that thing that goes on the stove, is that technically a skillet? I believe so. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
in a in a like a sautéing pan, we put um, the salmon skin side down. I always start off skin side down so you can get that nice crispiness on there. Oh yeah. And you want a hot hot pan to do so. Um, and then you know I think I did four minutes on that side. And then three on the other side, which I put some a little bit of dill. I put some some. I actually put some uh, butter down on there before I flipped it, so that it would kind of like cook. The top of it would cook in the butter. Um, the the skin I I just went with oil to get it nice and crisp. But uh, the top was nice. It had some lemon and uh, what else did we put on there? pepper probably <laughs> um and then we served that with some rice and green beans and a nice little salad it was a nice light meal yeah it was it was healthy really especially because we had been eating so much beef yeah, beef and fried stuff yeah. and this and that. And um, it's nice to shake it up every once in a while and have yeah. just like a nice little clean eating. Um, the salad, I believe we had that dressing that I made, the vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. Now this vinaigrette is to die for. It's my favorite. I put... Um, Let's see, I put, there's this brand of whole grain mustard called Mai. I believe it's Mai that we have in there. It's like a French brand. Um, And then I mix that pretty much just with a little bit of garlic powder and balsamic vinegar and extra virgin olive oil and shake it up and that's it. And the, the mustard kind of, like, emulsifies it a little bit. I mean, if you let it stand for too long, it'll separate again. But you just shake it back up, and it's good to rock, you know? Which is normal. Which is normal, yes. Of course. Um, actually, I used a bottle of balsamic vinegar that we... Your balsamic vinaigrette that we got at Aldi. And it had, like, a garlic clove in the bottom of it. So I just used that. I just once that was getting low, I just made it in there. So it's perfect. It was perfect use. It's good, and the balsamic vinegar is a little bit sweet, and the the olive oil. I mean, who doesn't love the taste of olive oil? Really, that like oliviness, butteriness, and then it's a good quality olive oil. I think it's Kirkland. Yeah. You know, Kirkland is what's up. It really is. I'm a huge supporter. Yeah, and we we recently got some like 100% cranberry juice, not juice cocktail, with like no sugar added. It's Kirkland and Ocean Spray. So you know they're partnering up with good brands to like bring you premium products. It's like Kirkland. It's always better than you expect it's going to be, you know? (laughs) It's like pretty high end, you know? (laughs) I even have some Kirkland underwear. And it's pretty good. I mean, it's not the best. Like, sometimes some of the elastics will look a little bit fucked up, but they're comfortable. Comfortable as hell. (laughs) So, Kirkland is what's up. Um, It's really hot, so I think we're going to keep this train rolling. This might actually end up being kind of a shortened episode. 
Okay. But that's fine. Sure. Yeah, we talked Fuck a lot it. up top. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Monday. So Monday was a very special day. What'd we do? 420, y'all. Oh, yeah. Duh, the holiday. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of stayed lifted most of the day. <laughs> so that was that was how we started out. It was a very, it was a nice 420. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for lunch, I made yet another focaccia bread. Mm-hmm. Which... You're a focaccia madman. Oh, yeah. I'm becoming a focaccia maestro. Mm. Um, it was my best one yet. In terms of body, in terms of flavor, and everything. I agree. Yeah. I um, I let it proof a little longer than last time, which was already an extension on the recipe that I was following. And I found that I had a lot better um, rise with that. I, I was At first I was a little bit afraid that it might go too long and that it might deflate or something like that. But it doesn't seem like that's really the case. Maybe... I'm not a big baker, guys, so I'm still kind of feeling out a little bit uh, the baking side of things. Yeah. Baking is challenging. But again, the focaccia recipe is like two and I believe three quarters or two and a half cups of flour, a cup of water, uh, usually like warm-ish, not like too cold but not too hot either. And then like one tablespoon of active baking yeast, which is also the yeast that I used for my mead. So I'm getting a lot of use out of that Fleischmann's yeast. Yeah. It was a good, uh, a good investment. Good investment. And I'm going to, I'm going to be brand loyal. I think to Fleischmann's after this. (laughs) If you can make, if you can make mead and focaccia that are both good, um, you know, I support your product. You know what I'm saying? We should probably try the meat this weekend. We definitely should. See how that's progressing. Yeah. Um, it hasn't cleared yet, so it's still fermenting. Hmm. Uh, it's coming up on a month now. Or was it already a month? When did I make that? Mm, time is I weird. I don't quite remember. I know you have a video on your phone of when we were making it. Perhaps we could figure out what day it was by that. Probably. <laughs> Something. It was. We made it at some point in time, but I'm just kind of going by feel. We tasted it like two weekends ago, I think, and it was really, it was really good. good. It was already kind of getting boozy, too. Oh, yeah. I it's might... better than a lot of the homemade meads that I've tried. Yeah. I might just end up bottling it next weekend and if there's a little sediment there's a little sediment okay we'll see it might it might still be fermenting though so that might not be a best idea um we'll see we'll see when the bubbles stop you know mm-hmm. um and yeah so the focaccia i got like it it definitely doubled in size the dough too and then um i put in the baking sheet also you know herbs de provence in there as always that's like my favorite focaccia 
Like, I think that's my signature, like, flavor of it. Because, like, de Provence. <laughs> de Provence. I just fancy. love the lavender and everything in uh-huh. there at the time. And then, um, on top, that lemon top. And, um, you know, of course, some shaved I think Parmesan. I would prefer if then maybe the next one, if I can make a special request to... To sneeze? Are you about to sneeze? <laughs> Gesundheit. Oh, excuse me. Oh. What's your what's the special request you speak of? Just plain focaccia. Like no flavor at all? Well, obviously salt. But salt? Yeah. Just like focaccia with Because I want French toast. <laughs> oh, you wanna make like oh yeah. okay. I'm crazy. I think we French could toast. do you wanna make French toast focaccia? Sure, why not? It's a little more dense, I think, than typical, but I think that would be good. You could make, like, French toast fingers with it, too, even. Did you ever have French toast sticks as a child? <coughs> Y'all right there? I don't know. <laughs> Sneezing, right coughing? Yeah, you okay? I'm, I'm a hot mess. Well, you're kind of, you're flossing in the middle of our recording, <laughs> so something's wrong. Stay fresh. Keeping it fresh over here, flossing while we're recording. But like literally flossing. We keep it classy, guys. Keep it classy. No (laughs) one would have known anything if you didn't uh, say anything. Right, right. Not like uh, you can hear the... I'm just a little heartbroken that you don't like my Urban (coughs) Provence. Oh my God, what's going on? You okay? Do you need some water? I think I do. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. I'm going to get my love some water. And then we'll pick back up right here. Okay, so now that you have your water and everything, you good to go, darling? Let's uh, let's power through. All right, keep this train of rolling. So, up oh, and of oh, course, we're interrupted with a sploosh again. <laughs> it's like a guest on our show, kind of the sploosh. <laughs> You've been sploosh. You've been splooshed. Oh my god. Um. So, we didn't really cook cook on 420, probably because we were too stoned. Aside from the focaccia, of course. Um, We warmed up some uh, green chicken tamales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were good. Boiled them for like an hour plus. We are. We had them in the in the fridge to defrost defrost for a few days. So um, as we went over before, you know that way we don't have to wait three hours Five, for them to boil, three, four and then hours. the water doesn't run oh out and God, scorch the pot. It's horrible. Yes. Um, so we did it in one hour. They were great. Oh, fresh tamales. We used the rest of the mole up. Oh yeah, them. you put the mole on the tamale, which is yeah. really good. Which I thought I thought initially that that might go better with like a red chicken, if there is one, uh, or red pork or something. Red is but not my favorite. It was good with the green chicken. Yeah, chicken's, I was down. Chicken's always been one of my. You favorites. had you um, made some of those more of those pickled onions that you're really good at oh, making. Oh, I'm all about this pickled onion. Those are so good. They're good for like everything too. You, you could eat them really on are. everything. Just put pickled onion on. Yeah, Your plate. and it, it really paired nicely with the mole and the 
the chicken that was flavorful with like the salsa in it and then also the sour cream sour cream and mole just go well together as well you know it's like chocolate milk kind of i don't know anyone else <laughs> that eats tamales the way i do really we all hooked up i've like? never seen anyone eat tamales like this before really i'm breaking a lot of taboos well last time you brought like cortido, um, cortido the salvadorian which like is blasphemous cabbage and onions yeah. and peppers and stuff which is delicious though it was so good yeah, on tamales. Salvadorians know what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a pupusa and a tamale aren't. Oh, it's not. So it's, not it's not. It's, it's like masa, masa and some and sort stuff. of meat and cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm I'm totally for putting cortito on there. Yeah. And your family was down too. They tried it. It it yeah, went. It we didn't bring home any cortito. That's not true. A little bit spilled in the back of my car though, because I didn't secure it properly. Yeah, and my your car smelled bad for smelled, so long. It didn't even smell bad. It smelled like Italian dressing. Oh. Which I like Italian dressing. Oh, so every time so... I got in the car, it just smelled like I was eating a salad, <laughs> but like hot salad kind oh, of. <laughs> oh, it was kind of okay. It was kind of nasty. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, we finished up those chicken tamales. Yeah. I think over the course of, because we had some for lunch and then we had some for dinner too. Yeah, I just ate tamales all day. Yeah. Why not, right? And then we add some cheese and. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, we used the rest of our, well, we have a little tiny bit left, but the rest of our weed butter. Oh yeah. And we made no, some we cookie dough. we pretty much finished it. Yeah, we made some special cookie dough yeah um we had we used like what was it a cup of it was a cup of weed butter a cup of weed butter butter. Mm -hmm. Uh, the cookies i mean they're good as cookies Mm -hmm. and the fact they have weed in them just makes them even better it does have a very distinctive weed flavor i like it though it's, it's like a, a very, roasty a toasty strong, kind of toasted weed you know flavor. you're eating a weed cookie. it's not that strong but you know you you know you could tell but not in an off-putting way i i think i love that flavor and i've always Sorry. thought that weed would make a good like herb for like food because it smells great it tastes good i like eating weed sometimes like stems and stuff I always thought it would make a good... And now now we're watching this show on Netflix. What's oh, it called? I like it. Cooked with Cannabis or something like that. Something like that. But I'm really yeah. happy that it's becoming more mainstream and you're seeing more and more cooking shows. Yeah. Tons of them. Around Cannabis. Yeah. My boy Abdullah Saeed has one. What's that one? Yeah, his was all right. Yeah. That one was good. I forget what that one was called. Then there was that other one. There's like there's like at least three that yeah, I know of. There's a few we've seen. Yeah. I just you know what guys? I'll I'll be a judge, just saying. Maybe we could be judges. If this podcast blows up, yo, we're definitely gonna be a, a judge on that shit. And they're always looking for like comedians and shit. I need a I need an agent, babe. Yeah. I need an agent. That's what I might need like another year or so if this thing ever you know That's cool. I'm gonna come out of this coronavirus a swinging on stage and i'm gonna get a agent and then we're gonna be uh guests on one of those shows how's that sound i'm down bomb Mm -hmm. sounds good to me 
Um, so yeah, we, we had chocolate chips and walnuts in there. Mm -hmm. I toasted the walnuts in a big old pot that had some uh, butter in it because we made some popcorn as well the day before. <laughs> and I think toasting them with a little bit of butter was a better idea than just in a dry pan completely. I don't know if I agree with that statement. Really? I felt like they didn't burn as much as they normally do. Well... Because usually they walk burn. away. Oh, <laughs> is that why? Don't, so I get frustrated and walk away and wait from the roasting nuts. Yeah, you just gotta wait for their oils to release a little bit and as then soon as take you them can out. Smell it, it's done. Yeah, turn it off. I think maybe because it had like, since it was like a stock pot that I did it in instead of just like a pan. I think that I smelled it better because it was like. You know, it went right... Up. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't burn them this time. <laughs> <laughs> and win. toasted them properly. Win-win. So, I think that's... Uh, that's good, then. Um, also, that night, because we were high and hungry... Oh, my God. Munchie, you so bad. We made a Dutch baby again. This one, I think, was better. I would have to agree. Probably because I made it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But this Dutch baby was the tits. Um, it really got a lot more rise this time. Oh, yeah. Which was something that I was that. very proud of. Um, last time it was... I don't know. I, I don't know if I like... I think I liked yours better flavor-wise, maybe. Recipe I use. Yeah. There's so many different variations on. <laughs> I mean, all the same ingredients, pretty much, but just. Yeah. It's basically just a massive Yorkshire pudding, really. It is, yeah. Right? That you put lemon and butter on it. I want to make a Dutch baby and serve like some nice beef stew in it or something Whoa. during like the winter like a time. Bread bowl. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. That's, Doesn't that sound that good? That sounds kind of good. Sounds bomb. I mean, if you have like a smaller like pan to do it in, you can make them smaller, right? I've seen people you do them in muffin tins, which is basically You've seen Dutch babies in muffin tins? Yeah. What do you mean? You can do it. And make mini ones? Yeah. Then it's just the Yorkshire pudding. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, they're the same thing as Yorkshire puddings. They might have, like, a little more egg in them than Yorkshire I mean, pudding. it's amazing what you can do with eggs, flour, and milk. <laughs> you can do a hell of a lot. A million of different variations of yeah. what you can do. And the, um, the key to Dutch babies is you want the ingredients to be room temperature. Yeah. So get your, true. what, cup of milk or so, um... And set it out, let it let it sit until it's more like room temperature. You could even put it in like a warm water bath just to kind of bring the temperature down. That's what we did. Yeah, that's what that was your brilliant idea. Um, and the eggs, take them out, let them get up to room temperature ish. And the flour, I hope it's already room temperature because it's flour. Some people store their flour in the freezer. They do, but I don't know how. Well, it holds on to coldness anyway. So it would probably warm up pretty quick, I would think. Right? And what else is there? Butter? 
Lots or of butter. Or is butter just in the pan? Yeah, butter's just in the pan. So that's um, that's Dutch Baby. And boy, was it good. No one puts the Dutch Baby in the corner. Nope. <laughs> I like that. And we didn't put it in the corner. We put it in our stomachs because it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get that lemon. Oh, man, the that. lemon oh, with powdered so sugar? it's so good. That is... Oh. It's so good. And I, I'm just, like, thinking of all the different applications. You could do, like, a strawberry and cream one. You could do... What are you talking about? I'm talking about, okay, lemon, sugar, and then strawberries, and then whipped cream. So, like, a strawberry lemonade Dutch baby? Yes. I think the acidity in the strawberry would go nice. I mean, who am I kidding? I'll mm. try anything. You could do a caramel Dutch baby if you want. You could do cajeta. Look at... Carrot puree Dutch baby. <laughs> Carrot puree? I mean, hey, you know, Mushy whatever floats your boat. Dutch baby. Ooh, I mean, I'm down. With some mint sauce, too. What? <laughs> <laughs> What else can you put in there? Al pastor, Dutch baby. What? Now you're getting a little crazy. <laughs> now you're getting crazy. Just put some ceviche in there. Like, oh. oh my god. It's got the lemon. You could just use the lime from the ceviche. Oh, too just far. do that. Too too, oh, far. that's too far. Okay. Too far. Actually, actually, that's about as far as it should be taken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was our Friday through Monday eating festivities I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about them yeah and um, we'll be back at ya with the rest of our week um, in a few more days so that was episode 12 of what we ate again what was it highly delicious is that what it was that what we decided on I think so <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, again, guys, you want to check out our Instagram page at what we ate pod. You can see all of our delicious food. I post pretty much everything, even if they don't make it into the episode, it'll be there. Um, it's growing pretty good. We got over a hundred followers now. Woo-wee. That's like half of my regular followers. It's kind of sad, but uh, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I feel it's pretty good because we uh, naturally generated those and um, we're starting to have some real, um, you know, little conversations, people commenting on our stuff and Hmm. it's nice, right? Actually, one place, uh, what are they called? Let me look it up here because they were really cool earlier. Uh, Cafe Amici in New Jersey, they hit hit us up today and um, you know thanked us for our support and I thank them for their support because they were liking like they went through and liked a whole ton of our our content and uh, you know we had a nice little talk about how like you know Italian food superior on the East Coast and whatnot. Wow. <laughs> well, you and know they were what? like you can't beat New Jersey and New York pizza that's for sure and I was like. Yo, I'm from Connecticut. I gotta have some love for that New Haven style too. They're like all the tri-state, you know. 
So it was. We're starting to have some engagement. Man, East Coasters are elitist. Yeah, didn't you know that? <laughs> you know. I mean, who am I kidding? There's probably a lot of West Coast elitists too. I mean, oh, how did you learn sure. anything from Biggie? The coastal and elites. You never heard the coastal elites? That's oh, like yeah. what they call. That. Yeah, that's what they call that's like. True. That's what people in the middle of the country call the people who live on the coasts. They're right. Yeah. They're... Well, I mean, that's where all the major population centers are. And that's where, like, you know. Port cities. Yeah, the port cities. Yeah. I mean, that's naturally where things spring it's up. Because, you know, natural. ports. And, uh, Trade. yeah. Trade. Mm-hmm. Trade centers. If anybody's played uh, Civilization, you know that that's what's up. I don't think I've played that. No? Uh-uh. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if that's part of Civilization, but <laughs> I haven't played it in a long time. But I'm sure there has to be something to do something to do with port cities. Yeah. So, um, I think that about wraps it up. Cool. I hope you all had a wonderful 420. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Toodles. Bye.